Welcome to Doug and Joe Talk. I'm Doug. And I'm Joe. We got a big cigar in our hands. Huge cigar. Huge, really. Yeah. They make bigger ones, but... Huge in many ways, actually. Mm. I think. Yes. But anyway. Have a I like that you typically interrupt me right at the beginning every time I'm going to say something. It's kind of fun. It's, I've gotten used to it now. Um, because I don't consider that I'm in charge of this, but I guess because I have done radio in the past, I feel like, oh, I'm supposed, well, your to, name be, is I'm first. supposed to be doing Your Doug name is first on the show. So that's right. Yeah. That's right. But, uh, so anyway. <laughs> anyway, the cigar in our hands is physically big. We'll talk about if it's flavorfully big in a minute. Um, but it's the Kristoff Pissed Off, which is hilarious. Just a great name, yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's great. Good marketing right there. And as the story goes, somebody wrote in to the company, and uh, they'd been around for a while and been producing good cigars. I'd smoked several of them, but somebody wrote in and said, "Hey, you should really release a cigar and call it a Pissed Off." And and the basically CEO or whoever he is of the company loved the idea, <laughs> and so they made this cigar. And um, I don't know if it comes in other sizes because I can't remember, but it might only come in the 6x60 stick. And that's kind of maybe one of their marketing things. And um, it's actually a good price, $8.95 a stick. Um, And at least based on the first few minutes that I've been smoking it, I think that's a really good deal. (laughs) So, uh, but we better, uh, let me me read, unless you want to do it. No, go for it. The Christoph Pistoff is a strong, full-bodied Dominican cigar. It utilizes a dark Mexican San Andreas Maduro wrapper on top of a rich Indonesian binder and select Nicaraguan fillers that provide perfectly harnessed strength into a complex powerhouse of flavor. Um, and uh, I didn't actually write... I didn't have any information today on what we're supposed to taste. That's so, uh, fine. So we're not going to be able to do that at the end. We don't need that anyway. No, we don't. Um, yeah. So we've had it lit for quite a while because it's, yeah. it's it's not super long. It's long enough, but it's big around, so we know it's going to last a while. So we were just shooting the breeze, talking about other stuff. But So my first impressions is really awesome. So it's going to be real general, but you take... I've said before I like Dominican cigars. I like the, the sweetness, the, the baking spice. And this is... I'm getting a lot of what's good about Dominican cigars, yet it's earthy and not dirty. Yeah. Like, the, the, the Nicaraguan filler isn't tasting dirty, but I'm, that it's mixing well with what I would call a Dominican sweetness and, and a Nicaraguan earthiness. And... I really like it. Um, I was I was interested when I when I cut the cigar. I touched my tongue on on the cigar just before I did a pre draw, and it was spicy on my tongue, which was interesting. It doesn't appear to be too spicy on the draw, but it was just mm-hmm. touching it on my tongue. But um, um, that's all for now. Yeah, I've when so when I first lit the first like I audibly said interesting <laughs> because there was just like a wash of of. A new taste, and uh, I'm—it's a very sweet cigar. I'm getting a little almond, maybe, or in some like uh, sweet toast. I don't know, sweet toast. If that's a, if that's an official yeah. note, I'll, I'll echo that for now. Um, I'll, I'll say yeah, I'll agree with you there. Um, I'm not retrohaling much, but even the retrohale is 
not too yeah. stingy. We and I, it's interesting because we had what was the name of the one we had last week? It was the Mexican San Andreas. It was the yeah, San it was the Mexican San Andreas. So like, and so the same wrapper, and it also had some of those really nice, nice Nicaraguan notes without the dirtiness that we've had had before. So there might be something to that, but um, and this is kind of an undisclosed filler as well. So but, yeah, Nick. All we know it's Nicaraguan. No, it's we, we don't know anything else but other than that. <laughs> yeah. We don't know, so. so kind of it kind of is reminding me a lot of last week's, but it's it's sort of more well rounded. It's a little more gentle and it's sweet. Yeah, yeah, it's sweeter and it and gentler and that which is I wasn't expecting it. You know, right? Yeah, it's with like, a name like pissed off, you're like, oh, it's gonna smack me in the face. Yeah, and it says full bodied, and maybe maybe it is, but it's man, it's just it's nice and balanced right now. Yep, and I'm really liking it. Like for an, because I tend to lean. Like if I had to draw a line, I would not pick an earthy cigar. I'd pick a, mm-hmm. um, a you know, a sweeter, uh, softer baking spice cigar. And I don't mind if they're strong as long as they taste that way. But this is like the best of both worlds. <clears throat> so I'm digging this for now. Um, digging it, digging it, digging it. <clears throat> so it is huge though. It's like I'm not used to smoking. When I stick it in my mouth, yeah. it's like this is like yeah, I feel like a I don't know. It's not as big as a toilet paper roll, but it feels like I do. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Um, okay, so it's been a smidge over a week. The yeah, world, a the world's spinning, whether we talk about it or not. It's still spinning. Yeah. Yeah. Not not a lot has changed on a grand scale, but there's there's some stuff going on. I hate to I hate to say it. Most of it isn't that important. But we're going to talk about it, and maybe we'll emphasize the things that are most important out of all the stuff going on. How are we going to start? Start the top. Start the top. Top list. Disney. Okay. Disney remakes. Yeah. Man, I, I get so frustrated with Disney. I mean, like, you hear the back, the back, uh, not the back, but, uh, you hear, like, these rumors, you know, of, like corruption, anti-Semitism back at the beginnings of Disney and the secret clubs and like the weird child things that, I don't know, you've, you've heard this, you've heard the, I've heard you've heard the rumors and all the different conspiracy theories and things like that. We, I don't know if any of that stuff's true or not. I would probably say that it probably, most, some of it probably is, but, uh, I always get, one of the things I get frustrated with them about is pales in comparison to some of those things, but they, the lack of creativity when it comes to films, it seems like all we hear about is remakes now and they're like making all these classic Disney movies with CGI and making them look like real people and things like that how about some new content <laughs> that, that would be cool and you know, on, on some level from a, from a completely marketing side oh yeah it's genius. It's, it's genius yeah, it's yeah. cool to take and make, make a live action Disney movie don't just second edition yeah mm-hmm. awesome make, make a lot of money and uh, that's that's smart to do and I was thinking of it uh, not Disney, but but this this I was in the gas station today and I thought, do I want a candy bar? I might want a candy bar. So I was looking. Remember how there used to just be the Reese's peanut butter cup? Yeah. You know, there's like six different, yeah, or more, yeah, Reese's now. The fast break is that one of them? That's something that's like something break. One. Is that the cookie? That's the one that got the cookie in it or something? Uh, no, it's just like peanut buttery nougat and chocolate. Oh, and, uh, okay. oh, it's good. Okay. Well, I was just, you know, I remember when they went to Reese's Pieces. I'm like, oh, uh-huh. that's kind of, you know, that was years yeah. ago. And now, but there's Those like, didn't come first? Before I, Reese's I Peanut I would have just cups? assumed that Reese's Pieces came first. Before the peanut butter cup? Yeah. Oh, no, the peanut butter cup really? was huge. When I was a kid, they had, like, 
a lady in a store with peanut butter and a guy with a chocolate bar. They were walking and looking the opposite direction. They run into each other and like, oh, you got your chocolate and my peanut butter. You got your peanut butter and my chocolate. And then they both like take a bite. And it's like, the cheesiest, like commercial? Yeah, the cheesiest commercial in the world, yeah. Reese's. <laughs> and so the Reese's peanut butter cup was yeah. uh, born. Well, then Which they is one of the best candy bars ever. I think so, too. Well, I think so, bit. too. Um, I wish they'd do a, like, organic, grass-fed, free-trade Reese's. They are. <laughs> <laughs> they are. <laughs> okay. Um. They're OG, man. They're, yeah, they're healthy as anything. No. Anyway, the point is, they took the Reese's marketing, and now oh, yeah. six, eight different candy bars that are similar but different, and that's... The Disney thing, that's smart. Yeah, that's it what is they're, smart. What they're doing. Um, the, the thing that I, I don't like, and this doesn't necessarily apply to the live action, because when they do live action, they might have to change a little bit of the story to so the live action people could do it. That's fine. But the fact that they're that they don't stop there, they're actually re they're erasing history. If if there's something that's not woke or could <laughs> could possibly be offensive. <laughs> They're taking it out. Well, okay. Like, let's look at let's look at Disney and the whole entertainment genre as a whole. Like some of the some of the old old cartoons, Looney Tunes. I mean, that's not Disney. Mm-hmm. Some of the old ones, the, and especially in some of the Disney stuff, early, early, early Disney, there was some stuff that if you showed it today, like people would be go to prison. I mean, it's like, really? yeah. I mean, huh. the way they did uh, portrayed black people or the way they portrayed certain uh how should we say it uh, religious groups or okay. or, or uh, well but when you're doing art when you're doing art you stereotype mm-hmm. because well, people yeah. know what the stereotype is right and that's the whole, the whole yeah. idea of a caricature yes is that exactly you accentuate the, the things right. right but so so they've been doing this for a long time that's yeah. all i'm trying to say like they've been changing and no no stuff disappears off you know, you can't get it anymore because it was too offensive, deemed offensive. Well, it kind of, and it, but it kind of speaks into a larger thing, just trying to erase history, period. Taking down statues or yeah. rewriting history that we don't like or trying to erase stuff out of our past. And I think, gosh, I look at my past. I, I want to be able to look back and say, yeah, that was me and that was stupid and I don't ever want to do it again. Yeah, like there's, you know, there's a, there's like a fine line. I mean, it's not a fine line. It's a bold line. There should be a bold line between like pulling a product and no longer selling a product. And so there's that. That's, that's like a reasonable thing to do. Okay. People don't like this anymore yeah. or something has changed in society. So where this isn't accepted anymore, we're not going to make it like this anymore. But that, that's a different issue from disappearing something yeah <laughs> to me and you, you know taken and it, it is Aladdin right where she was going to get her hand well it's him he's a, it's, or he's no, a, him. He's a he, thief yeah he's like a that's right he's like the street rat or whatever yeah you know, and they're going like, to cut steals. cut off a hand or something and that's that's like been taken out like if you buy an Aladdin movie at Walmart now it won't have that in it yeah. so which I always thought it was kind of funny anyway because I mean and obviously that's like a, what are they trying to accomplish with that I I would assume, and I'm being real clear that I'm assuming, that that would make 
that culture look bad if they would cut somebody's hand off for stealing and they want to be nice and not make that culture look bad. The funniest thing to me it always was like this this is supposed to like the old animated one, you know, is supposed to take place in Saudi Arabia or someplace like that or whatever. And Princess Jasmine is wearing like super revealing clothes oh. and not yeah. covering things that she ought to be covering. You wouldn't and be able like to tell that. she was female. Yeah, she was really like, Saudi Arabia. She talks yeah. to her father and stuff. She'd have been beheaded like yeah. halfway through the movie. <laughs> That's it. We should, do, we should do a remake when she mouths off to her father, just boom! And it's supposed and to be like over. back in time, too. You know, it's like, yeah. yeah, that's probably not the way that would have gone, but it's funny. That's cool. How would she have really been treated by yeah. her father? <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, um, so I always thought that movie was kind of funny, anyway. Yeah. And I, you know, and I've, I think I've probably seen all of the Disney movies. I've seen. What's Ariel? Little Mermaid. Seen that yeah, a lot. Mermaid. Because they redacted that one too, or I, I say redacted, but they changed it. The, well, I want to hear about that. But I, want <laughs> I don't know. know if you I want just to hear want to. I just want to say this because I, I don't know about it. My wife loves mermaids so much that, and this was hilarious when we went to the aquarium out in Denver. She's like, "Oh, the girls have to get their picture taken with the mermaids," and they had real mermaids that would like jump down, yeah. real, that jump down and swim around. They're not. Okay. Not real mermaids. Right. You know, not real, real mermaids. Real people people mermaids. dress like mermaids and swimming. So, did my, they have a merman? They did not. But my wife's like, oh, <laughs> girls have to get their picture taken. And of course, my wife's sitting there with the mermaid smiling so big. And when she got done, she said, I like that way more than I want to admit. Because <laughs> she loved Ariel. She grew up with Ariel, yeah. loves mermaids. And I was just, it was hilarious to see a 30 year old woman so tickled at a little childish that's thing. Funny. And that's so funny. it was neat, you know. So, anyway, so tell me about Ariel. I didn't so. Know in the old Little Mermaid, like the original one, the underwater architecture uh-huh. look was. I mean, this is a fa- is this a family show? <laughs> well, it is, but you can use technical words this like phallic. Is that yeah, the right word? The, 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 no. let's just use that word. The, okay. the, the architecture in in the underwater kingdom was incredibly phallic. I mean, like that's a phallus. <laughs> It's a giant blue phallus. And well, but uh, was it inaccurate towards reality? Because there are some, like... There e- are some giant undersea phalluses that I don't know. <laughs> That's not what, what I'm saying. About? Well, no, you ever looked at, like, a... What's the things that sting you? They're, Stingray. No, the... Porcupine. They glow, they're... I'm, like, blanking. Jellyfish? Jellyfish. Okay. Jellyfish kind of look okay, phallic, phallic in real life. So maybe they were just making, maybe they were just jellyfishing. Or maybe there's some real purrs <laughs> okay, at Disney that just thought that was a good okay, idea. That's possible too. <laughs> but, yeah, it caught somebody's attention. <laughs> yeah. And it was changed. And, and so they changed the rapid order, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, like the old covers of the movie, like the cover of the movie has right there really on the cover. Really interesting. I, yeah, I never knew that. I'm not, my wife probably has an old version, so I need to mm-hmm. go home and actually look at well, it. Well, with the wonderful internet, we could probably, anyone mm-hmm. could look it up, but. Yeah, well, someday when we have a producer, we'll... Yeah, we'll tell them to... Hey, look that up. We want to see it. We'll post it on the the thing. Yeah. So, well, so, yeah. So, doing it for marketing makes sense. Mm -hmm. I mean, if some people aren't going to buy it or... But doing it... So, it does... They're a company. They can do what they want. They can market their product. But it does tend to lean close to the, the rewriting of history or, or changing things. It just, it seems like, I mean, maybe that makes a better market for the classic one. Maybe then they can, maybe your, the resale of your original Little Mermaid then goes up because it, it has the original it stuff does. in it, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. 
but it it just leans towards erasing the bad, trying to erase the bad in our history, which I don't think is a good thing. Yeah, you know. Um, but that's a that's a deeper topic. I I think it I is interesting know. to watch. It it is. But so are we, are we gonna have we beat Disney enough there? I let them go. What else can we say about Disney? I don't. I don't know. I. I'm intrigued to maybe watch some of the live action stuff with my girls and see if they're good because Disney, you know, most of the time they're it's fun stories, good a lot kid of stuff. Yeah, my wife Ooh. loves to do the one that's all musical. What's the one that's all musical? Fantasia. Fantasia. The girls probably watch that once twice a year. Really? Just because it's so fun. Yeah, that's one of those. Like I never got into Fantasia as a kid. It was always one of those movies, kind of like Fiddler on the Roof, mm-hmm. where the first half is entertaining and then like I sort of my interest falls off. Yeah. The same thing with Fantasia. I saw the remake of uh, Jungle Book. That was kind of fun. Oh, the real world. I didn't see that one. Remake of Jungle Book. It'd be worth seeing. So I want to see a live action uh, Jungle Book or a live action. What, what's the What's the lion and the the, the Lion King? That the lion, lion King. right now. It's actually is it? Right now. So so they do have a live action of yeah. Lion King. All right, but I want to see it with real animals. I want to see a real yeah. lion. <laughs> I think they look real. I mean, they're or the Madagascar. Oh, yeah. that's, that's not Disney, yeah. though, is it? That's uh, Pixar? Is that Disney? Something, I think it's something else. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Because if, if, like, do you remember, are you too old to remember the Mutual of Omaha Wild Wild Kingdom stuff where they yeah. would, like, go on a safari and have... Yeah, re- it seems I remember that, yeah. seems like they could take some of those pictures and blend them in and make a live, real animal <laughs> Disney version of, I don't know, Madagascar. Oh gosh, yeah, that takes somebody Pixar. some time. Yeah, anyway. Somebody on YouTube should do that. That'd be fun. Anyway, we're, we're kind of getting crazy here and goofy, which is fine. Um, do we want to go anywhere else or do an early update? Let's do an, Let's early. Do an early update. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm talking fast, which usually is a sign that there's some nicotine, but it's smooth. I'm not I'm not feeling it yeah. physically, but I'm may, I mean, I'm not feeling woozy, but maybe I'm feeling hyper from the nicotine a little. I'm not sensing too much of nicotine. Okay. I always think nicotine's pretty clean. Like the like the when I get bumped up by nicotine, I think it's way way cleaner than if I drink like three coffees. Yeah. I get I get like jittery with coffee, but I don't get jittery with nicotine. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, so far as strength goes, I think it's pretty I mean it's in the ball, ballpark with other things that okay. we've smoked, for sure. Alright, so um this is yummy. Um Let's try to identify what we're tasting. Mm-hmm. Still getting almond. That's the that's the only thing that springs out for me is almond. I haven't agreed with you. I'm not agreeing with you yet on the almond, but the toast, the like sweet toast, yeah, toasty sweetness, that's there. It's definitely there, and there's an there's an earthiness. I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call like. Really bitter chocolate, <clears throat> um, but but there's some earth. It's like it's the earth's mixed in there, mm-hmm. and um, and it's nice because you get that sweet toast, the earthiness. My my, I can't. I tried to tap my ash off. That's probably worth saying because this yeah. is a tightly packed. Cigar. And I did tap mine off, and mine's almost two inches, and it just it it won't fall off into the ashtray unless I really hit it. So I'm not going to hit it hard enough to knock it off yet. I'll probably burn a hole in the carpet or something. <laughs> But um, we're not in the garage today because it's 652 degrees Fahrenheit yeah, yeah. in Iowa. And rising, I think. Yeah. It's super hot outside, and both of us worked out in it, so we're in an air-conditioned 
room today enjoying this cigar. Mm -hmm. So we feel like we should tell you that. We didn't want to sit in a 90 degree garage and smoke a cigar. It's not quite the same. (laughs) But, um, we get anything. The the retrohale is is interesting. There's just a little bit of tingle burn. Um, It's, um, kind of takes a, there's something, something happening in the back of my mouth when a retrohale. I can't identify it yet. Yeah, I'll try too. to identify it next time. I almost, but, I almost caught the wind of almost a citrusy thing, hmm. but I don't know. It was elusive. Maybe went away. Well, that's that's where we are for now. So that's our first update. But we're, we've probably been. This is gonna be a this gonna be a long smoke. Yeah, it yeah. is. It is. So. It is. All right. Well, that's good for now. The Kristoff pissed off. We're enjoying it. Um. So. I want to say something about Jeffrey Epstein, and then I don't care if we talk, we can talk more or not talk more about it, but it was curious to me because my wife, she's not near into politics like, like I am, you know, Mm -hmm. not just for the podcast, but it interests me going, trying to understand my own values in relationship to what the values of our country should be. But we started talking, I started talking about this with her once and she was like, she just lit up she said, I'm so mad. Everything I hear or see or read in the media is saying underaged women. Oh, I saw she posted something about that. Today. It's like, an underaged woman is a child, is a girl. <laughs> it's like, stop saying it. And she was just like, just totally, I mean, I've never seen her like get just, she was pit. Uh, yeah, I guess. Christoph pissed off. off. There we go. <laughs> she was, she was angry. Christoph pissed off. Yeah. And um, it, it was it was funny to me that she it was it was important to her you know that they were almost almost trying to make it not seem so bad yeah and I actually that is interesting why on earth would they do that I know it's just it's silly why would they say underage women and I actually heard a fox a short fox update today they actually said underage girls <clears throat> which I'm not sure what the point maybe is maybe is one step better I don't know but you know <laughs> anyway sounds like he's a. Uh, He's still in jail, which seems to be the right thing to do. I think they denied him uh, bail. Yeah. Yep. Which, <clears throat> yeah. And, and we're, you know, we, we don't know all the details, but what we get seems to look like he's kind of a piece of garbage and just mm-hmm. he ought to stay in jail. And that is one thing I think, and, and if we want to go here, we can. And you can, maybe as a cop, you can help me understand some of this. The, <clears throat> the laws are supposed to treat everyone equally. But if you have a lot of money to hire a lot of lawyers that are really smart and understand the law and technicalities in law, you're not you're not quite equal under the law. A rich person isn't. I mean, according just if you're just going the letter of the law, yes, they're equal. Yeah. And and so I guess that's as fair as it can be. Mm-hmm. But yeah, does, I mean, if you have rights that you don't use, then that's your choice that you didn't use those mm-hmm. rights. You know. So, yeah. If I didn't use my right to become a billionaire and... No, I mean, like... Defend myself. But the thing is, the arguments that guys like this Epstein buy don't... They're not, like, brand new. They're not They're yeah, not ones that right. a poor person doesn't have access to. You're right. They're just... <clears throat> yeah, I, I get what you're saying. If, so. if they had the smarts or, you know, they could use those same exact arguments, but... Yeah. That's true. And, but it is. It's a tricky thing. And 
and you I can't, you can't go around saying that everybody is entitled to the best lawyer of their choice, you yeah. know, because I just yeah, I that would that would be a violation of taking someone else's money to pay for that lawyer. You know? Yeah, it'd be goofy, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it would it would be crazy. It and and the thing is, when it's a piece piece of garbage like this. I'm, I'm glad it looks like justice is, is going to work. Hopefully, work its way work its way um, out, and he'll get what's you know what's coming to him. I don't like it when people try to say oh try to say that all rich people are bad. Yeah. Because you know I've I've probably never run in with anybody as rich as him, but I've run across some rich people that are really good rich people. Mm-hmm. And most of the good rich people aren't in the spotlights because they're not trafficking girls <laughs> for sex. So, you know, exactly. they're not going to get in the spotlight. They're just doing their business and yeah. doing what they need to do. So, anyway, anything else to say about that? Um, I'm just, I guess maybe this is a little bit redundant, but I'm really glad that it seems like justice is working for a change. Because a lot of times a lot of these high, yeah. highly rich, highly politically connected people never see justice they do things and do things and do things and they never get called on it and uh that that irritates me a lot so i'm glad at least it looks like it's working in this in this case well and i'm not i I don't know much about this but it it seems like maybe the justice department is maybe not working overtime but working like they should now and i don't know if that has my what trump has to do with that Certainly something. Like, yeah, Certainly he's something. unleashed them to say, "Hey, you know, we need to we need to rein in some people. We need to make sure this is working the way it ought to work." Well, and see, this this might feed the conspiracy theories a little bit, but the reality is, is that there have been more, and I think I talked about this last week, but there have been more busts and arrests and convictions for like sex trafficking and these weird, I mean, these crazy widespread trafficking in, like, pedophile rings, there's been more busts under Trump than ever, than under anybody else ever. And so we, we have to know, or have to at least suspect strongly that he's had something to do with directing that, because it just wasn't happening. It just wasn't happening under the other ones. And so I, and I, you know, the reason I say this might feed the conspiracies is that I think it could, in my mind at least... I think that those those high high up circles weren't being busted because of where the who was connected to them and like yeah. where it would lead. So that that makes me very happy that we don't care anymore. We're gonna bust you if you're doing these evil things. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna take you down. I like that. Yeah, I I, I do too. Um, and it's been probably a decade ago or longer. I had a, a fellow youth pastor in town when I was still working for Youth for Christ. He. Um, he quit his job as a youth pastor and went to work for a Christian organization that has a really crazy long title because they had to make it long or it sounded like they were promoting trafficking instead of anti-trafficking. So they had this really long, you know. But it basically, they were an organization that helps take victims and re, I don't know, help them get back into society. So rebuild their lives a Yeah, bit. kind of get, get some normalcy in their life. And it was really interesting to, to hear, you know, he, he left town, and so I kind of lost touch with him, but I, I, you know, we talked a bit about what he was doing, and it was interesting to see, you know, how much um, people, predominantly, it seems predominantly female, obviously it's not, there's some right. males involved as well, but how they people get damaged oh, sure. um, in such a horrible way, and just trying to 
trying to fix that, trying to help someone achieve some level of normalcy um, and get back into normal life. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad the egg is getting cracked open because it's an uncomfortable truth that it, that this type of trafficking and abuse is happening everywhere. Yeah. It's happening in this town, it's happening in your town, wherever you are listening to this, doesn't matter. <clears throat> wherever you live, it's happening. And it's, it's good that the pressure is getting turned up, I think. People are getting awoken to the idea that it is happening, therefore they can be looking out for it and, and try to get a handle on it. So that's good. Anyway, we can move on. Yeah. So, well, there's a prison prison reform thing, kind of. They're going to be releasing a bunch of prisoners. I didn't hear much about it. I don't I don't know what I think of that, and, and I don't know if I have much comment, except I hope that it's being done right. Yeah. It's kind of one of the Trump's reform, prison reform things, and I, I hope that the people they're releasing aren't people that should stay longer. I, I, I mean, but prison reform is something that I, I believe in. I think it's a good idea. And I hope that the people that are administrating that have some sense about them, and I think they would have to. There's going to be some accountability, hopefully, wrapped up in all that. Yeah. But there's certainly a bunch of people in prison that don't need to be in there. Mm-hmm. And, and they're costing us a lot of money, and they're tying up the system, and it's just... I think... I think probably it's a good thing to be done, mm-hmm. especially with like, was it was it uh, was it the Clinton years where they had these mandatory minimum sentences? That I seems that, right. That was a Clinton thing, right? Mandatory yeah. minimums, like you get busted with X amount of dope, you have a mandatory minimum sentence of X number of years in yeah. prison. And I mean, there are so many cases I think where somebody that had a chance to be reformed went into prison for five or ten years now their chance of being a productive citizen is like it's gone because they have to adapt to a, a society because there's a society in prison yeah and you have to adapt to live in that society for 10 years you have to you have to become one you know and you have to assimilate <clears throat> and that assimilation process oftentimes just turns people into lifelong criminals well and you know I you know I have I have rental properties and you know if if I you know, did background information on somebody and found out they were a criminal, that doesn't mean I wouldn't rent to them, but it does mean that it would be a little, it would be hard for them to rent for me. And that's that's part of the that's kind of baked into the cake. If you're a criminal and you are reformed, you just gotta realize that's part of it. Yep. But it's and and I wouldn't you know, a person would have just as much a chance as, as someone else if they sold themselves to me as a good tenant. Right. You know? Um, it would be a little harder for them. <clears throat> but um, you know, but you can tell those people real quick. You can't because you can't. they're upfront about it. They're like, "Listen, I got into some trouble when I was a kid. Yeah. I did some time. This is what I've done since then." Yeah, and you're like, oh, "Okay," and I've been yeah. at my job for four years. That's one of the biggest things. References you know. all yeah. good. Yeah, you know, it's 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 crazy when I'm working with somebody. It's like, "Oh yeah, I've been at my job a long time. I had six, seven weeks." Yeah, what? You had your job. How? What was your job before yeah. that? You know. <laughs> well, uh, making license plates. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, you know, and that person could still be a good tenant too, even though he's only had a job for six or seven weeks. But still, you know, he, he, I think I think it, it all makes sense here, right? Yeah. So, um, that seems like a big thing in the news now is the Trump's alleged racist remarks. Oh, so we this have to we have to talk out. about it. We this have to. Me. So was this, was, okay, first of all, Joe, 
Uh, I'm going to assume everybody has heard his remarks already. Let's just let, let's start at the beginning, though. Somebody okay. hasn't heard. Okay. Go start at the beginning. Trump was talking about Rashida Tlaib, Ilhan Omar, AOC, and the fourth. There's a fourth one I never can remember, but the fourth one isn't is the well known. Who the fourth one is? The squad, and they kind of call him the squad. And he base and they they say things that sound like they hate America. And so he, Trump basically said, if you don't like this country, go back to where you came from. Okay? Or leave. Yeah. If yeah or like basically, it, if you don't like it, leave. That, that kind of thing. Yeah. And so, I don't know the exact quote. Like, I don't know if he said go back where you came from or, you know, or leave. But the, the funny part is, the, the funny part, because he's Trump, it's like three of them are from here, <laughs> one of them isn't. One of them was from I think one of the. the well, see, I don't think he said go back, did he? I don't think he said go back. I he think might he said, have said if you don't leave. like America, well, you can leave America. The, there was a, an original quote mm. thing he said first, and then he he actually did step back a little bit, and yeah. he kind of clarified it. He yep. said, "Look, what I mean is, leave if you don't like it." And so, on one hand, he he kind of did what he was supposed to. He didn't apologize, which I don't think he ever should. But he said, "This is what I meant." Mm-hmm. So I think I thought that was good that he clarified it a little bit and said, "If you don't like this country, leave." But the question is, first of all, I'm just getting tired of the word racist. It's like you can't go through a day without somebody in the media saying somebody's racist for something, and so it doesn't even have meaning anymore, which actually makes it worse for people who are suffering real racism. Yep. And it's just stupid that you're, there's this fake racism stuff going around. But was it racist, Joe? Was what he said racist? Not at all. I agree. Not at all. We completely agree. This, okay, here's the deal. Here's the deal. You have to understand what he means by if you don't like America. Well, there there is an American way of life. It starts with the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution. And this idea that that you are you get to direct your life, that you are a free human being and that and that your rights and your property and that the government exists to protect your rights and your property and your way of life. And these people are trying to disassemble America in that sense. Mm-hmm. They want to dis- they want to revoke your right to choose how to live life. They want to revoke, they want to take away your right and how to do business and, and how to raise your children and how to how to do science. Do science, like as in the scientific method. Yeah. Like they're not they're, they're trying to dismantle America. And that's what he, I think Trump is talking about. He says, if you don't like America, you can leave because th- it's their job to safeguard these things. These people are representatives. They're elected representatives of that government, of that government. And I think that the, to say that it's racist is, abs- is just ridiculous because what race is he against? Yeah, that, that was, that's what I was going to say because, it, I mean, it doesn't matter. They, they could have been white because it's the same thing. They could have been... It doesn't matter what color they are, what race they are. Trump has hired more blacks, more women, more Hispanics, more gays than anybody else. You know, he's like known for this. He's received awards for this. For this sort of like, not affirmative action, but like for the array of different types of people that he's... Yeah, it's not affirmative action at all. He just hires whoever's right at the job. Whether they're like, it's not affirmative action. But it's... it's just ridiculous that, that 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 is the best thing that they can throw at him is like, oh, that's a racist comment. That's not a freaking racist comment. And it's and they're trying to 
liken it to when people, you know, say, go back to your, go yeah. back to your Africa, oh, or go back African to American. your Mexico. Yeah, we don't want you here, go home. No, it's, it's totally not the same completely thing. Completely not the same thing. And what actually made me super excited was Nancy Pelosi, I guess. I, I saw, she got in trouble for calling him racist on the, uh, House floor? Did you hear about that? I, yeah, I forgot about it, but yeah, that was that was kind of a big deal. Did like, they that, remove her speakership for the day? They were going to vote on whether or not to remove it what, for the day or something like that. Okay, so she said a remark that she wasn't supposed to say according to the rules. Right. The, the chair basically tried to chastise her and say, this, you're not supposed to say that. She said, well, I got it approved by the parliamentarian, par- parliamentarian. And the guy that was the chair just said, you're not supposed to say that. I just... And he um, gave up the chair. He put down the gavel and said, I'm, I'm, I'm through dealing with this. Well, then whoever took the chair, whoever was next in line to take the chair, basically said, yes, she broke the rules, and so her comments are supposed to be stricken, but we're going to vote on if we're really, suppo- really going to strike them. So they didn't follow the rules and strike them. They voted on whether or not to strike them, which meant... Which was another violation. Which was another violation because they didn't follow the rule. And they left the comments in there. So that's... <clears throat> so who holds them accountable for that? Or can they be held accountable? Is it going to be sanctions against... <laughs> if, they don't hold Do themse- wanna... if they don't hold themselves accountable, I'm not sure that anybody else can. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it is. Um, and, and that, on some level, that is well, the, the nature of... Yeah, the people can. Yes, the people can at election time. And that is... In, you know, in some sense, it's, it's their rules... They made the rules, you know. I'm not a fan of breaking the rules that you made. I'm sometimes I'm a fan of changing the rules. Yeah. Um, but first of all, it's ridiculous to attack somebody and call them anything. Call call them a purple cow. It's stupid. It doesn't get you anywhere. Call them racist. Okay, whatever. It doesn't matter what you call them. Let's deal with the policy. Let's make the laws that we need to make. Let's do what we need to do. Quit calling people names. I could, you know, I could call you an ugly old lady, but it doesn't get us anywhere. You know, it's the same thing. That's why those rules are there. Because you don't need to demean the other person. You just need to talk about... Mm-hmm. I mean, even if you think a policy is racist, saying it's racist isn't an argument. The argument would be it treats this group of people differently, differently than, than it treats that group of people. Right. Whether it's... Like affirmative action? Yes, exactly. <laughs> <clears throat> Which I, which I think is yeah, but I just had to like stick yeah. that in there a minute. But. I know. Um, so, so yeah, that's that happened. And okay, the second question I want to ask you, ask you, and we're we're coming up on an update, so we'll, we'll both answer this. Was it a good comment for him to make? <clears throat> I think it was appropriate because because it's a very basic question: Do you want to be a part of this free society? Or do you want to dismantle this free society and make it into a socialist, communist hellhole like all the other failed states that have tried it? And if you don't want to contribute to freedom, and if you don't want to contribute to this non-failed state, then leave because we're gonna we're gonna hold we're gonna hold the line on this. And if you want to go to another country, you want to be a socialist, go to a socialist country. Just do it. But they don't really want it. They want to have their cake and eat it too. And so I think it was an appropriate statement to make. Do I think it was a politically smart statement to make? Probably not. <laughs> that obviously. <laughs> and I'm glad you drew the line there. That's actually the thing that gets me. I think, you know, generally I have the the opinion that say whatever you want, 
I don't even care if it's stupid. We can still talk talk about policy. People make mistakes. Even if he had done a stupid thing, he could have taken it back. He didn't, and I'm glad he didn't. I think that was a fine statement to make. I think he clarified it. He said, if you don't like this country, leave. Politically, I'm not a politician. I'm glad I'm not. I'm glad we just give our opinions on this podcast, mm-hmm. talk about what we think. But politically, that's where I'm like, I don't know. Maybe it was a bad thing politically. Maybe you could have phrased it differently. But that's but that's the whole political correctness weight that bears down on everybody. Self-censorship. Yeah, and it's like, people need to be given the freedom to make some mistakes. Whether it's the president, and I think he should have a little bit of a higher bar and try to watch what he says, yes. But this whole weight of political correctness that's weighing down on us and people trying to say, you can't say that, you can't say this. I just want to say, leave me alone. Let me process things. Let me think through things. If I say something wrong, maybe. Maybe it's wrong, maybe it's not. Let me figure it out. Um, I may need to. I may need to step back. Something I said. Okay. <clears throat> because there was a poll recently, and it was a secret poll that was done by the Democratic Party. Did you hear about this poll? I don't uh, think so. And it was leaked out, and they found the Democratic Party did this survey that found that these, uh, like, uh, Cortez, uh, Ilhan Omar, had to leave. Yeah. Okay, so like, they had more name recognition than like any of the other. Democratic presidential candidates. Uh-huh. No, no, AOC. She's not running for president, is she? No. Oh, she's gosh. too young. Good, 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 good. She's under thirty-five. Oh, heaven help us. Anyway, so so is my wife. She turned thirty-four today. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Happy yeah. birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday, Tracy. Um, so they're finding that there's more name recognition among independents. By the way, this was done to ind- independents and okay. swing voters. Okay. Uh, so, so among swing voters, but there's a caveat. Isn't there? Go ahead. Go ahead. Anyway, among go ahead. among swing voters, these squad people had more name recognition than the people running for president. So, therefore, what I'm thinking is is that maybe it was a politically wise thing to do to get these people to act like this and to call them out because what we're really finding is that a vast majority of Americans really kind of agree. No matter how outlandish the statement is, we shouldn't just be scared of it because it offended these people because these people are the enemies of, of everything we believe in. So um, maybe it was a really smart thing to do. Maybe it's going to rally his his uh, contingent area. Well, I, constituency. I hope it does because that's, that's the nature of what he does. And mm-hmm. sometimes I think it's intentional and sometimes it's just accidental. What he, what he is. Just what he is and what he does. And like now they're getting all this press. Yeah. And when the press, the, the, the mainstream media starts saying, he's racist, he shouldn't have said this. I think a lot of the American people, whatever side they're on, are saying, wait a minute, you're kind of, you're kind of dumb media. This wasn't racist. <laughs> yeah. And actually I kind of agree. If they don't like this country, go home, whether I'm a Democrat or a Republican, they need to get their crap together. Even if I think some socialist policies are okay, and I might agree with some of them that the, the squad is promoting, they need to be. They need to love this country. Yeah. Or, or get out. If of they town. don't love it. If they don't want to be a part of it. Yeah. I, why, why are they in office? Yeah. So we need to do an update. So let's let's do it. My first comment is it's consistent. It's very consistent. It hasn't changed a bit, and it's a big cigar. It is, and. I'm liking it. It's not... I was worried it would be overly strong. It doesn't seem to be. Maybe we smoked enough cigars that we don't notice strong ones anymore. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm... This is this is a, 
a very earthy one that I'm liking because it's got enough of the sweetness and enough of that, um, you know, Dominican-esque mm-hmm. um, kind of tobacco in it that, but it's not a typical Dominican that I would, that I would go grab and smoke, but I'm enjoying yeah. the, the earthiness of it. It's a different animal than what I'd grab. Um, and I'm liking that it's, I think I like that it's the, the bitter dark chocolate and the earthiness together are nice with that, that I'll call sweet toastiness that you were saying. It's, it's really good. Um, Retro Hill's burning a little more as the cigar gets shorter. Yeah, it is. I'm, I'm just so surprised at how sweet it is. Yeah. And, and, you know, some cigars are different certain days, you know, little things that you eat or do or way that your body is or whatever that particular day can have a huge impact for me but this is just so sweet and pleasant it's really clean like yeah like the the mouthfeel is just really clean and i think clean is the thing when we get earthy cigars particularly ones with some nicaraguan stuff in it the clean is what we like because that's where we draw the line the clean and the yeah, dirty the clean and the dirty yeah and uh, and being a dominican company they use Nicaraguan fillers, which a lot of their cigars are Dominican fillers. Mm-hmm. And I know that just because I've smoked a lot of Kristoff's. In fact, they should sponsor our show because we've smoked so many Kristoff's. We've been on Kristoff's for, for a long time. A long time. <laughs> so we're going to end. This is the second to the last one, by the way. Then we're going to go to some Davidoff's. We're going to um, play around with them a little bit. But yeah. um, I, don't, I don't think I have anything else flavor-wise to add. I wish I, I always wish we had the notes. I always like yeah. to see what we're supposed to taste, but we don't have those. That almond that was so strong earlier for me is is disappearing. Um, yeah, I was... I don't, I don't know if I was getting any nuttiness. There might be some there, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to reach for it. You know, we're just going to... I'm going to stick with what I said. Sure. Anything else? No, that's all. All right. So... <clears throat> Um, so some of this stuff is like, gosh, there's been so much media power put into what Trump said. It's like, we're talking about what he said and if it's racist, even we are, even we're talking about it instead of talking about the economy, instead of talking about what's going on at the border, instead of talking about him sending troops to the border, is this a good idea? You know, instead of talking about, can we fix some of the problems? You know, one Um, of the things one of the things, though, that will lead to fixing those problems, I mm-hmm. think, is that I'm watching, it seems like I'm watching, more and more people in the government. And these are people from, like, cabinet members to um, White House media, uh, what are they called? The, uh, what is, what's the media person? Like, the, the talking head of the oh, White the, House. Uh, like, press secretary. Press secretary. Yeah. So, the cabinet people... Press secretary, even watching people in uh, in offices, uh, like leaders of go- branches of government and things like that, or not branches. Uh, gosh, I'm I'm losing words here. But like the the uh, the border patrol, uh-huh. the guy that's over the border patrol and different things like this. All these people are following the president's lead in standing their ground. They are, and that is going to change things. Yeah. So so in one sense, like when we talk about his rhetoric or the way he talks or or whatever. It's having positive, it is having positive changes, and it's driving people nuts, but their arguments aren't working anymore. No, the no. tactics aren't working anymore. Yeah, and all it took was for people to stand up. And, and I do I do feel like, because I'm just a guy that goes to work and manages my properties, and then we get what we can, the news we can, and then we talk about it on the podcast, I do feel like sometimes I don't listen to 
a lot of people outside of my influences. And, but it, it seems like the impact is going far beyond just the conservative or the Republican Party. It seems like there are other folks that are saying this is this is yeah. kind of getting ridiculous. Yeah. Even party that even people that may have some party, some tight party ties, they're just like you know, come on, you know, we want to fix the problem with the border, and you vote against sending money to get beds to the border. That's that's stupid. You know, it's ridiculous. And uh, there, there's a couple other things, and I I don't know. They, they probably weren't talking about a little bit. I don't know if we can hit both of them, but there's the, there's that bill about taking care of the responders from 9-11, and then there's also a lot happening with Iran. Um, yeah, we can talk about those things. So, um, this, the, Rand Paul and somebody else. Rand Paul seemed like he was getting the brunt of it. Yeah, I think it was him and one other guy. Basically... You know, they bring up this bill and say, hey, we need to take care of these first responders. The the funding to take care of them is going down. And this was a, obviously it was an attack on our nation. So you need to take care of those people that were there. The firemen, the policemen, that might have been New York State people or New York town people. But it was a national attack. And they were there. Mm-hmm. They went in, took care of So we want to take care of them as a nation. And so they try to pass this, like, 73 year something like just this insane not 73 year but um it's just this tremendously long funding source with no limits at all and Rand Paul and one of the guy basically said well there's no caps on this and we're saying you know we're, we're going to take care of these people but there isn't any limit on how much money we can you know we can give to take care of them plus nobody's saying where the money's going to come from and so instead of saying Instead of answering the question, they just said, oh, you're horrible. You don't want to take care of these people from 9-11. And it's not what they said at all. They were doing their job as congressmen, whatever, senators, to say, we got to come up with the money somewhere. Yeah. How are we going to come up with it? And is there going to be a limit? I mean, you know, how long are we going to... I think the reason I got that 73 stuck in my head, it might be 73 years. It was an insane, mm-hmm. like, I mean, I've never, and I don't follow bills this close but it was just an insane amount of time Hmm. that this would just go on and say yeah we'll fund them give them whatever they need i'm like yeah well that's not really even a bill you need to be very specific if we're going to take care of them what we're going to do what we're not going to do how we're going to pay for it see and that's see there's that's a good example of how easy it is to misdirect and mislead people because like i had i don't know anything about this except for the fact that i heard on the radio that Rand paul you know stop this bill that was going to help a bunch of first responders. And that's all they told. That's all they said. That's all they said. And if that's all the information you have, it, man. Well, generally speaking, I like Rand Paul, and he seems to be a really big-hearted person. Mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine him wanting to not help these people. He just right. seems like a kind of little, sure, we can help Patriotic him. dude. Right. He's really conservative, and that's good. But Right. You know, I, I think he should say, okay, well, people in my position in the government, we just get all the money that we're going to get for the next 73 years, no cap on it, yeah. no limits, just just pay us all the money that you can. Would you like that? Of course well, you would. It seems, how did the bill get to a vote before this had been discussed? I, That's the weird part yeah. that I would have. It was a, it was a, it was probably, probably, I don't know. It was probably something that was rushed. We were like, oh, we got to take care of this. We need to just get this through. We need to take care of them. You know, let's say somebody's 30 and they went in there. Let's say they live to be 90. That could be 60 years. Mm-hmm. 
that they have some serious issues that they're dealing with from breathing the dust, whatever, that they, the problems they have. So it could, that makes sense. Or they could be, if they're 27, like right. they signed up to be a firefighter when they're 18 or 19 years old, and now they're... Yeah. So the next 60 years of their could life... Could be like to, to 100 or something. Right. It could be a long time. Mm-hmm. So on one hand, taking care of them that long isn't necessarily a bad idea, but right. you do have... I don't have an issue with the time yes. at all. I have an issue with no, no cap, no how much, what are we actually going to help with, what are we not. And that's the kind of stuff that they're supposed to hammer out. Mm-hmm. And uh, that doesn't mean you're against helping them. It means right. you're a reasonable person with my tax money. Thank you for being reasonable with my tax money. Well, and the funny thing is those questions could get answered. Like Rand Paul's staff might be right now drafting a bill to answer those questions yeah. and everything. And then it'll get shut down because he was... He was the, the bad guy. They, they play like they're in high school. I know. They do. It's, it's just, just it's stupid. It's disgusting. <laughs> you know, I never thought about that. Gosh, I should, I should do a top ten ways that the government is similar to high school. Oh, man. It's <laughs> like worse than high school. Like I know. Elementary school. Gosh. You said something bad about my friend. Now I'm going to be against you in every way. Gosh. Yeah. Anyway, it's ridiculous. There are a bunch of juveniles up there. Of course, if you look at it, if I, if I don't get my way then you then you're a bad person because you're against me and all my friends. Yeah. No, maybe the thing that you wanted was a bad idea. <laughs> Heaven forbid. Yeah, anyway. Oh, oh gosh. <clears throat> well, um, we're getting close to the end. I don't think we got time to talk about Iran. We got a couple minutes. Okay. What's up with Iran now? What's going on? Well, there was like we electronically destroyed a drone or something they're denying it was their drone and it was too close to a ship or something and actually I'm not even sure if it was one of our ships or if it was one of our ally ships and the, the details aren't near as important as we did what we needed to do mm-hmm. and something that I really want to rehash almost for myself as much as I want to put it on the podcast is um, I'm pretty sure it was Mark Levin was saying when we're dealing with Iran versus dealing with Korea People tend to put them in the same boat and say, "Well, it's 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 for, you know it's foreign policy. You know, if you're going to do this with this country, you know, why not want to do this with that country?" And then you know, and the fact that somebody's wanting to negotiate with Iran, and I'm not sure that negotiating with Iran is a good idea. And people say, "Well, you negotiate with Korea, why don't you negotiate with Iran?" Well, there's there's differences, and the main differences are Iran's killed a bunch of American people, Korea hasn't, and Iran lied and broke deals, pretended to do things so that they could get the good from a deal, mm-hmm. and then they broke the deal, and that's, I think you would assume that they're going to do it again. Why wouldn't they? Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't they con us again? And I, I think that's I think that's a huge deal, and it's totally different when you have, you know, Iran's probably getting pretty close to nukes if we don't... I think we need to hammer them harder with sanctions. There's some waivers on their sanctions, too, that some stuff still still gets through, and I think it should just... Everything should be removed. No, stop right now. I uh, That's that's my short version. I can't... I don't know any more details to go into than that. But I did want to contrast Korea and Iran. They're, yeah. they're just not the same. Different countries, different cultures, different... Mm-hmm. Yeah, different everything. Well, they've treated us differently. I mean, it's a huge deal when one country's killed thousands of American soldiers and one hasn't. So, anyway, it's, maybe we'll maybe we'll jump into this a little bit more. Yeah, that'd be a good thing to talk about next time. Clothing, 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 
closing thoughts on the cigar. Well, mine's getting just a little bit dirtier at the very end here, and I'm wondering if I'm just imagining imagining it or what. No. You know, I haven't changed my pace on this cigar the whole time. Are we about the same? You're a little... just a, Not a lot further. No, about the same. Your ash fell off. So. Yeah. But... I still think it's about the same. I actually wondered if the like the dark chocolate was getting a little more bitter. Yeah. I, I don't know that I would call it dirty. I wanted to say bitter, and then I said dirty, so yeah, it could be. And that's a fine line. Um... But we're getting pretty. I mean, what do we got? Two inches left, yeah. so we're getting we're getting down there. We'll we'll finish it off um, off the recording. Is but this is our last chance. Anything else we want to say? No, I think I think I, what I've been astounded by is the consistency and the sweetness. Yeah, and it's it's smooth. Mm-hmm. Not it's not super oily. Not super. Oily, it feels nice on the palate. Yeah, oily enough. It feels nice. It's soft on the palate, even though it's not. And I like oily cigars. Mm-hmm. Um, really smooth. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna stick to what we said before. I'd buy it again though. The price point, the quality. Oh yeah, the taste. It's good. Yeah, it's I was I was kind of um, kind of surprised when I looked at this. Oh, it's only eight ninety five, and it's like you know, and it's smoking like stuff we paid more yeah. for. So. Well, and honestly, this is the best. This is the best Vink cigar I probably I've ever smoked. Normally, I I'm done. You know. Yeah. Uh, all right. The, this is nice. There's a big gauge, a couple big gauge Gurkhas I smoked once. Um, and they were super smooth. They may not have had as much flavor happening, mm-hmm. but they were they were just a real nice kind of passive cigar that I liked. But I won't, I won't go into that. But this is this is a great cigar. But I, I've been a little. Uh, I feel like I feel like we should have been able to identify more notes because we really haven't tossed around too many different tastes, you know, with this. But but it's been extremely pleasurable cigar to smoke. So it's not like we haven't tasted anything. Yeah. It's very flavorful, but just not a lot of those individual particular notes and we don't have anything we don't know what it was supposed to taste like so. yeah so so we'll, we'll go with it this has been the Christoph pissed off big cigar six inches by 60 ring gauge at an 895 price point we like it we'll, we'll definitely buy this one again you bet so I think that's that's a wrap for us this has been Doug and Joe talk we'll talk to you next time